Hi, Dave Lee here, and as a newer member of UCARE, I know what it feels like to start looking for Medicare plans. Well, UCARE Medicare plans give you two spending allowances, one for prescription eyewear and another one for over-the-counter pharmacy purchases. It's your money to spend on what you need. You also get dental and hearing aid benefits. Plus, of course, the wonderful decomplicators at UCARE are always ready to help you if you have any questions about your plan. They're the real deal and a real reason to consider exploring their plans. Learn more at UCARE.org slash GetMedicare. UCARE, people-powered health plans. This paid endorsement brought to you by UCARE. Today on my first concert. Got a call to do Holland Oats at mm. the Prom Center on University Avenue in St. Paul. And it was a Halloween show. And so we had Holland Oats and Willie and the Bumblebees Halloween show at the Prom Ballroom. <laughs> and uh, it was pretty crazy. Great to have you along, everybody, from the Aquarius Home Services studio. Dave Lee here with Brianne. Brianne, how are you? Awesome. How are you? Perfect. Couldn't be any better. <laughs> and we got two great guests coming in here today. Uh, Guy McDonald worked for a concert promoter years ago and has been a music guy his whole life, attending and working concerts. And then uh, Gordy Jones, who's worked for many years for the Pioneer Press. And these two guys met along the way and have been friends since the 70s at least. And great stories today coming from uh, these two on My First Concert. This podcast available at Apple, Spotify, TalkNorth.com, wherever you get your podcast. StarBank.net is a great partner of this program, uh, as are the folks at Propane.com. Check out that website. You're going to learn a lot of things about things that are important right now in the environment. And uh, Jeff and his staff out at Aquarius Home Services. Uh, go to Aquarius homeservices.com and learn more about them. We're uh, thrilled to have Gordy and Guy here. Guy, let me start with you. All right. Name of the show, My First Concert. You've been to a lot of them and a lot of yes, significant ones, but the first one, what was it? The first one that I went to, Dave, was actually on the eighth floor, if you remember it, Dayton's downtown. Oh, oh yeah. They used to have the Christmas show up there, didn't they? They did. I believe they did. Yeah. Now, I, my wife was more of the Christmas show than I. I went to the rock and roll ones. <laughs> and this was a little bit before our time. I was, I'm was. i almost 71, and this yeah. one I was 14. So back in 1966, uh, and we went, we took the bus from our home downtown, and we went and saw a band called the Yardbirds. Oh, <laughs> Jimmy Page? Jimmy Page. Oh, my. And Jeff Beck <laughs> and <laughs> Keith Ralph. I oh. know we're in the band. And it was, I, you know, I think 150 mostly guys yeah. just kind of hanging out, and the stage was three feet tall. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they had the one Marshall lamp, and, you know, I tell you what, that uh, Keith Ralph could blow the harmonica like crazy, and I just, you know, instant love. Did they have a hit at that point? I think they might have for your love. For your love was out yeah. of Yeah, And then they had over, under, sideways, down, yeah. backwards, you know, that. It was their first album, and I think that's what they were promoting. But it was absolutely wild, and from kind of like from that day forward, you know, it was um, for me a situation of, well, the Beatles were really good, but I liked the Stones and the Animals better. You know, they were a little yeah. bit grittier. Oh, gritty. And, and animals yeah. were gritty. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And so that's the kind of music that I kind of lean towards. Wow, and, start uh, out with the, that, the Hall of Fame Yardbirds. Holy yeah, smokes. yeah it, was, it was fun. And then many shows that followed yeah. that, not at Dayton's, but the venues in Minneapolis and St. Paul. But any from, anybody from Minneapolis, St. Paul is not only aware of Dayton's for, for all the things they did, yep. but that's where you had to get tickets for many shows for a long time. Correct. Yeah. Yep. yep. Either that or else stand out in line. I remember standing out in line outside, uh, 
I think it was the elect now maybe it was the electric fetus or something on Lake Street in, yeah. in the rain for Rolling Stones tickets, and it was insane. <laughs> Yeah, I was there in the sleet for 45 minutes. I couldn't feel my fingers. <laughs> but you got them. But I got them. Yeah, you got them. Uh, yeah, I, I waited and I waited and I figured, you know, 20 more minutes, I'm going to die. But to hell with it. I'm going. I'm doing it. Yeah. I got a lot of people depending on me. <laughs> you know, it's all, as you know from your friends back then, no, no, get the tickets. I'll, I'll pay you for it. I'll pay you for it. Yeah. Well, what's the chance of that? Yeah, yeah. not a good chance. Then when you ask for it, then they get mad then at they, you. Yeah, like, geez, yeah. quit bugging me. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cheap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, don't worry. I'll pay you maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Gordy, how about you? My first concert was actually at a playground, a rec center in St. Paul. <laughs> really? I. That's how my life went. I just kind of wandered around and ended up at the right place at the right time. <laughs> so true. But there was a group of kids down at the playground and wonder what's going on today. <laughs> so I w- went down there and there was a group called Redbone. Come and get your love now. Oh gosh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, come and get your love. And uh, Maggie was a great song. I saw him do that, and that was the first concert. wasn't the greatest. Then the second concert was. Well, who were you with at that first concert? I think I just wandered on my own down there. (laughs) It was a couple blocks from my house, you know. Yeah, heard the music. Yeah, and then uh, first time I went with a group of friends was. also on the east side of St. Paul, it was at Aldrich Arena, and there was a group named Gypsy, and they had a song called Jim Gy- Walsh. Yeah, and they had a song called Gypsy Queen, and were all Warning, packed into a yeah, packed into a little ice arena. And the acoustics were horrible, but <laughs> but it was fun. I thought it was so cool. <laughs> yeah. But then I went on to much better and bigger venues. Better bands. Uh, Better bands. Uh, okay, well, let me go back to you now, Guy. Let's talk yeah. about uh, some of the unusual ones you, you were at. The Yardbirds, it's going to be hard to top that. But tell me about Jimi Hendrix. Well, I just I saw Jimi Hendrix, I believe it was in 1968, and it was a small, I can't remember exactly, but a, one of the St. Paul Civic Center Auditorium, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and I went with a couple. I was still in high school because it was 1968. Um, but it, And it was Mitch Mitchell and Noel Redding, three-piece band. Um, and it just, again, blew me away. You know, I just... Uh, Were they the headliners? Yeah. And back in those days, that's all you had. Which I kind of like. Yeah, just um, yeah, one just band. Just one band, and tickets were like four fifty or something like that. You know? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, and oh. you learned your lesson not to buy for other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Money. Are you going to the show? Nope. Uh, <laughs> so it was, it was great. But I went with uh, two of my buddies from high school, and it was. Uh, a crazy show. It was very good. And then not far after that... Did he start his guitar on fire at the end? No. Okay. No. Uh, and then not too far after that, The Doors. Wow, with Jim Morrison. With Jim Morrison. That was at the Minneapolis Auditorium again in 68. But uh, it was, to me, it was very disappointing because oh, really? Jim was in a funk. Oh, yeah. And he climbed under the drums and they did like a 50-minute... Everybody, Krieger, and the they all played their little solos, and that was kind of the show. Wow. So I was like, I want my money. I want no. my five bucks back, man. <laughs> um, because and, uh, he would have he been, weren't they red hot about that time? Was Light My Fire red hot? But I, I think he had his issues. Oh, yeah. And one of them was, I, I, I don't want to be here, and, uh, you know, yeah. tonight's not the night. 
And that's, of course, the one I went to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and back then, none of the bands, um, they didn't sell anything. You couldn't buy a T-shirt. You couldn't buy oh, a sure. poster. Yeah. They came, they did the show, they got in the station wagon and, or whatever and yeah. went to the next town. So those are two kind of memorable ones. And then, you know, um, I have some funny stories about particular artists. Okay, well, hang on yeah. to those because I want to come back yeah. to those, Gordy. And, and uh, I'm going to check in with you here in a second as well as we... Uh, thank you for joining us here on My First Concert. Dave Lee here with Brianne, and uh, we are thankful to Jeff and his staff for over to Corey'sHomeServices.com for making it possible. I would ask you if you have questions about the water in your home. I just talked to somebody last week that heard us chatting about uh, them cleaning up water, and, in a, and they were talking about their cabin, and that's where they had some well water issues, and they got Connecticut out there, and they took care of it, and that's the Quarry's Home Services. So you may notice rust or hard water stains at your house on your appliances, your dishes, your sinks, your toilets, a strong odor or smell of that water, a funny taste in the water. We've all been there. If you want to learn more about what's in your water, uh, my friends, and they are good friends, have been for over two decades at Aquarius Home Services, offer a free water analysis. So they take that trusted water specialist who comes out to your cabin or your home and tests your water and provides you with quality Connecticut water treatment options. And I mean, you may be in Maplewood and your friends may be in Circle Pines and doesn't mean your water is going to be the same. So take advantage of that free water analysis. And the Connecticut water treatment system provides the world's most efficient water softener, provides the best the best, look it up, reverse osmosis system in the industry. So it's worry-free drinking water. But it's when you think about one of the number one things when you're eating and drinking water, you can't avoid it. You don't want to avoid it, and you want to have it the best you can. That's what we did. I love it. The best thing I ever did. Call Aquarius today. Get that free water analysis. They're a click away at AquariusHomeServices.com. And so they, if it's a home service, they'll take care of you. They're really good, including your furnace or your air conditioner. I, hey, I want to uh, come back to our guests. We've got Guy McDonald and Gordy Jones with us today. We've got great experience in the concert business. Gordy, tell me about a, 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 another member. Well, David Crosby. Tell me about David Crosby. Well, after I retired from the Pioneer Press, I uh, was working at the Hilton, Minneapolis for a few hours a week. And uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash were staying there. And, you know, they just walk through the lobby pretty much, except David Crosby. He's pretty friendly. He's walking around, schmoozing. And uh, he came up to me and asked me if I knew a good place for breakfast. And I suggested our Hilton restaurant. I said, it's not like a hotel restaurant. They've got really good food, and you can order off the menu, and they'll do anything you want. He goes, hey, would you join me for breakfast? I said, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I had a low-level job at the Hilton. I said to my boss, say, going to breakfast with David Crosby. <laughs> oh, okay. Was that pre-camera phone time? Uh, you never got a picture. So, no. Yeah. I didn't have it with me. We weren't allowed. <laughs> yeah. To, I had a camera, but... You know, well, you were a photographer, too, Yes, of course, but photojournalist. But anyway, yeah. so you and David Crosby are having yeah. uh, uh, breakfast. Then he was just telling me about uh, how he loves sailing, and he owns a couple sailboats, and uh, he goes out with Jimmy Buffett quite frequently. And <laughs> Can't imagine that one. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Jimmy has a pilot's license, so they go all over the Caribbean, and, you know, They'll have someone bring one of their sailboats and meet them there, and they take off from there and have some fun. 
So then the next day he came down and says, you ready for breakfast? <laughs> we had breakfast again. It was a great time. Funny thing, though, Graham Nash, I had met him, gosh, when I was living in California in about 1980. I was doing photography at the Bob Hope Classic Golf Tournament, and Graham Nash was, he was uh, paired up with... Um, you ever watch Green Acres? Yeah. There's <laughs> a guy named Hank Kimball. Oh, the county agent. <laughs> yeah. He was teamed up with Hank Kimball? No kidding. And, uh, that wasn't, wasn't Hank. Yeah, it's a nice day. Well, it's not really a nice day. It's yeah, an okay day. Well, guy. it's not an okay day. It's kind of really yeah. not a very good day because yeah. it's, yeah. And he was in character the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, I could take along with any force. I thought, oh, these guys would be great. Graham Nash was great. He had a few cocktails together, and he was talking about buying real estate in Hawaii and a home here and a home there. And he, it was really interesting. We had a lot of fun. Now, years later, when I'm at the Hilton, and David Crosby's my buddy now, and <laughs> I walk up here, I was going to talk to Graham Nash and remind him of that Bob Hope Classic Golf Tournament. And he goes, you, come here. <laughs> I go, me? He goes, I saw a dirty Q-tip on the floor over there. Go get it. I hate dirty Q-tips. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. So <laughs> that was quite unusual. Yeah, brushes with greatness. <laughs> Guy? Yes, sir. Uh, so let's keep rolling on some of these stories here now for... You went to see the, the Rolling Stones, obviously. Yes, was that several, good, several times. And good shows every time? Good shows. I remember Jesse the Body Ventura was on stage. Really? The Bodyguard. And this was at, the I think, the St. Paul Civic Center. Oh, was he working for Asia Security at the time? I think yeah. he just kind of <laughs> bullied his way in there. I know Keith. You know, me and Keith are like that. You know, and the guys are, and I'm going to be the governor. You know, and you're like, all right, give him his, you know, so he had the tie-dye stuff on, yeah. you know, T-shirt and all that. But he was up on stage, you know, just in case. And then, uh, you know, I did see them several times. Um, one of the, I was showing Brianne. Uh, my brother and I were huge fans of alternative rock and roll. So we went in 1974 and saw the New York Dolls at oh, the Teen wow. Fair. Yeah, I've seen David Johansson about three or four times. Wow, I love the band. But uh, that was like whatever date that is in 74. 74 Youth Expo and Music yeah, Festival. Yeah. <laughs> By KDWB or something like that. Oh, so gosh. We Wet Willie. Keep on smiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It was, and I, again, I think they were free shows, you know, so it was, uh, it was fun. And then some of the... Like, oh, the New York Dolls were, I mean, their fans are loyal to the New York Dolls. Are. And so you really liked them. I liked them. Now they're all dead except for Joe Hansen, yeah. you know, but, um, you know, they're still around. They're still around. He's a he's a good musician. You know, I've always liked him. Um, funny story, if we have time. I we used got to time. work for the concert promoter, and he used to give me all the albums because he didn't give a rip about <laughs> albums. He said, here you go, take them all. You know, and they'd say promotional, not for sale. Oh, yeah. And I pulled one out, and I looked at the cover, and I went, whoa, these guys look like they're, you know, rock and roll. And I pulled it out, and it was green or red vinyl. I can't remember. So I put it on, brought it home. Back then, we had the record player. Sure. Put it on. It was Van Halen. Wow. And it was the first time I'd ever heard of them. And so the next day, I think I might have told Gordy this story. I went to Dick Shapiro, my boss at that time, and I said, Dick, any chance you can get um, these guys in town? 
you know, on a, you know, their first run, I'll book them at the union bar because that's a book the union bar too. I was a <laughs> local booking agent, yeah, yeah. so I kind of did everything. Um, and he said, fine. So about four or five days later, maybe a week, Dick said, yeah, we got them. You know, they're going to be coming through town. And I went to the owner of the union bar at that point, and I said, uh, you know, you're going to have this show of a lifetime, you know, based on the music. And about three weeks later, Dick got the call that they picked up somebody, I mean, a big act, and they were the opening act. So no little Didn't shows. Happen. They that went on it. tour. Wow, and yeah. the rest is history. Yeah, and the rest is history. Man, well, that album, I would think, are those two, the, 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 uh, the colored vinyls yeah. must be worth some dough. They are, and I can't find it. Yeah. <laughs> just, this is a, I, I used to have a friend, a good friend of mine, and his older brother went to California, uh-huh. University of whatever, California, and he'd bring all these concert posters home from the, the it was called the Family Dog, and they were Fillmore East and Fillmore West. Oh, my. Uh, Bill you know, Graham. Yeah. That's exactly right. And I had probably 40 of them all along my bedroom at home. Sure. And if you gave me a million bucks today, I don't know where they went. Oh, <laughs> They're all gone. But that was that was part of the fun. We, we didn't, you didn't collect things like that because you thought you'd be able to sell oh, 30 no, years no, from now. Oh, no, no, no. And those bands probably never thought they'd yeah, be doing 30 years from yeah, now yeah, concerts. Yeah, Iron Butterfly. I mean, all these just crazy oh, old yeah. bands, you know. It was yeah. fun. In Agata DeVita, one of the yeah. old-time yeah, old times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one time, I, I don't want to take time away from Gordy, but there was a club called Doc Holidays, which is the old stagecoach on Highway 13. Eddie Money. They, my dick told me, Eddie Money, you've got to be out there tonight. He's playing a show there, you know, that I booked for his management company. All right. Well, at 5 o'clock news, a great big storm's rolling in. We should probably be getting somewhere between 12 and 14 inches tonight. I'm going, oh, shit. You know, I got out there, and there was, it was like me, Eddie Money, his band, and 15 other people. <laughs> and, and he sat in the dressing room. I sat with him, and we just, you know, talked. Good but guy. Oh, wonderful guy, but smoked like three joints. He kept going, you want some? And I go, Eddie, no, I don't, I, I don't smoke dope. That's about the only drug I don't do. You know, cause it, it makes me go to sleep. But he said, are you sure? Oh, wow. Sure. And I'm yeah, no. But it was a long night, you know, for poor Eddie because there's 15 people. Oh, man. Did he perform anyway? He did. Yeah, he was a good yeah. egg. He yeah. was a great guy. Yeah, he was a, he was an entertainer. Yeah, he was. He, yeah. And very nice. Man, that's great to hear. Gordy that was Gett. funny. I was going to say, that's how I met a uh, guy through the concert promoter. Um, one of my first big jobs was with the Pioneer Press as a courier. Mm-hmm. And I had a a lot of different accounts, and I had to pick up. I knew which ads were going to be running on the weekend or whatever, and I had to pick up the ad copy. That was before you could send them electronically. <laughs> Everything had to be done by hand. And Dick Shapiro would never be ready. And I'd go in there and go, man, Dick, I got to get going. <laughs> he goes, Paul, oh, wait, I got an idea. <laughs> I go, what? He goes, you like beer? I go, yeah. <laughs> he goes, here, have a beer, relax. <laughs> and so he ended up the next week when I came back, he goes, hey, buddy, you can stop here any day you want, even if I don't have an ad. This fridge is yours. It's filled with beer and snacks and everything. <laughs> so, I mean, I'd get done with my ad route, and I'd go to Dick Shapiro's and hang out and have a beer, and he'd be telling stories about who's bringing in and one day I hear noise upstairs. I go, well, what's going on up there? He goes, oh, I got a guy. You got to meet him. He's great. 
He's doing a lot of the local groups for me, booking them, and ended up being guy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I walked in off the street. No kidding. Yeah. And I said, I, I want to be in music. And he said, what? You know, really? You know, I get this all the time. I said, no, I'm seriously, I want to do this. Yeah. He said, well, okay. And he said, I'll give you a shot. And I want you to start up the old booking company I had that booked all the local bands at the Caboose, the Union Bar, all those places. I said, done. You know, so that I was out at the bar seven nights a week. Oh, I can say, well, your hours must have been crazy. Yeah, it, it, they were pretty nuts, but I... But you loved it. Loved it, yeah. And then yeah. my wife got pregnant, and I guess she keeps saying that I didn't get pregnant. We got pregnant. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> and I had to kind of cut the fun down yeah. to uh, bare bones minimum, yeah. you know. Yeah, but wow. Yeah, I that used to uh, get ads from all the concert promoters right upstairs from Dick Shapiro. Who was at 1624 Harmon Place? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Those, they, you know, they lay in your memory. But uh, Randy was upstairs with Sean Productions. Randy Levy? Yeah. Yep. And so I'd go upstairs and, you know, get the ads from Sean Productions, go down to Dick's and have a beer and BS about who's coming to town and say hi to Mac. And, and then I'd go across the park, across Loring Park, and, um, there was a guy named Owen Husney, yeah, and he something about concert promoters. Their ads were never ready. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so, like the band's never showing up on time. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so I was uh, waiting for an ad, and he goes, "Hey, Gordy, you got to see this new act I have. Um, in fact, he's going to be coming in in a little while. Guy plays every instrument." He goes, I'm going to be promoting him from now on. I might cut down on everything else. And a little while later, Prince walks in. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. That worked out okay for him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and did, I, I, Prince must, then he kind of went on his own, right? At some point, yeah. he said, I'm yeah. doing everything myself. I think he worked for, with uh, Owen probably about three, four years. Wow. That's great. Yeah, I never heard that story before. We're talking with uh, Gordy Jones, seven years with the Pioneer Press and doing a lot of photojournalism. And, of course, he would uh, be at a lot of these concerts as he was helping out as well. And, of course, Guy McDonald, who worked as a concert promoter for uh, a concert promoter. And there are guests here today. More stories, some great stories coming your way here in just a <laughs> second. I do want to thank the folks at Star Bank. They make it possible. Those of you who have a Star Bank in your community, and I know there's 10 around Minnesota, you know exactly what I'm talking about when you get go into that bank. Now, we all like to do the app, and they have all the technology you want on the app. You can get everything done there. But going into the bank something special, and they'll get to know you. So whether it be Katie or whether it be Harry or maybe it's Andy, if he's not busy duck hunting, he's a great hunter, just loves the outdoors. Uh, those are just some of the folks you're going to meet when you go into Star Bank. They're successful because I, it seems to me uh, the way they treat and respect their customers is a real key ingredient. And they do everything else right, obviously, for what you need to do in, in business, whether it's in rural Minnesota, if it's <laughs> ag-related, or whether it's in the, uh, in the metro area here and it's something, uh, whatever it could be. I mean, there's a, a many, many things, as you know, that you would need in your situation, whether it be a loan for um, construction or whether it be your home loan or whether it be some, something going on. We're always dealing with finances, and this bank just makes it so easy. They're so good at what they do. There's a reason they grow, and there's a reason when they purchase a new bank that they do a lot of research about that community and what they're going to be because they're going to be really involved in it. And you'll see that 
when you go into one of their banks. Just find out more about them. Learn more about them. And again, everything on the app, you could do it there as well. I just think it's cool going in there. Oh, by the way, if you call, they will have a real human being answering the phone, which is kind of unique these days. Star Bank. They're an equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Go to starbank.net and learn more about what they're doing over there. That makes them so good. Gordy and Guy are with us here as we're talking about uh, their first concerts, which were pretty dramatic. Saw some classic bands. And then on and on we go, whether it be Hendrix or Doors or David Crosby. Gordy, I know because I talked to you. I don't know if it was from the ship at that time or not, but you bumped into, and this isn't really a conscious story, but it kind of is, Kathy Lee Gifford. And she was at the time all over TV on these, I think, was it Carnival? Carnival, yes. And she'd be singing, and it was a huge ad, and it was on, like, all the hip shows. Yep. Yeah. And so you... The bachelor that you are, you tended to roam the world, yeah. <laughs> and suddenly you're on a cruise ship, and what happens next? Well, I had a like a Hawaiian shirt on and <laughs> sipping on a cocktail that had an umbrella. Like a banana moo-moo or something. Pineapple. Yeah. <laughs> so she goes, yeah. oh, you look perfect. How would you like to be in a cruise commercial? I said. You sure she wasn't hitting on you? <laughs> uh, Frank was there. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> Regis was home. She was there, yeah. <laughs> and so I said, I don't know what... What do I get out of the deal? <laughs> she says, well, we'll pay for all your drinks and food for, and everything for the rest of the cruise. Holy moly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let I'm me in. think about that, yup. <laughs> so yeah. next morning I had to be there at 8 a.m. And, and so anyway, she got fired. So the commercial never aired. But I was really good in it. <laughs> well, you got your free drinks and food. Yeah. Yes, I That's did. That's all that matters, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got the important part. It's <laughs> yeah. good for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she got fired, you got fed, yeah. 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 <laughs> Guy, what else on your long list of uh, concert experiences <laughs> as a promoter? We did some very strange ones. You know, I, as all bands, they have their ups and their downs. And I'm not saying this was ever down, but... Uh, Got a call to do Holland Oats at mm. the Prom Center on University Avenue in St. Paul. And it was a Halloween show. And so I was locally booking a band called Willie and the Bumblebees. And I was their manager. And so we had Holland Oats and Willie and the Bumblebees Halloween show at the Prom Ballroom. <laughs> and uh, it was pretty crazy, you know, dressed up as a, I can't remember what. It was, everybody had a great time, you know, yeah. it was fun. Um, and, yeah, I, you know, I can't think of any more typical, Gordy and I used to work a lot of the big shows, like out at Metropolitan Sports Center, uh, like the Eagles, Fleetwood Mac. Oh, you worked all those shows? Yeah, we worked all yeah. those shows. And we'd be back there, and Gordy always made friends with every guy. <laughs> and I would try to, and they'd kind of like, yeah, you know, go get me a beer or something. Uh, and Gordy would be sitting there talking to him about whatever they talked about. Yeah. You know? I remember once at Met Stadium, <laughs> it was the Beach Boys, Boss Gags, and who else was there? Um, I wrote it down. Uh, it was Pablo Cruz? Maybe. Oh, love will find a way. Yeah, they were, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, one, they opened for the Eagles, didn't they? Yeah, it was one of those shows yeah, you had yeah, on, and yeah. I was watching, and I went, Gordon and I worked that show. Yeah, and so anyways, we're at Met Stadium, and I got put on, Dick Shapiro said to me, Gordy. Want to make some dough? I go, sure. He goes, yeah, want to be a... I like that way you don't hesitate. Yeah, absolutely. Sure, I don't know what it says, but I'm going to do it. Want to be a stage crew? <laughs> oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. So I get there, and there's like a 
you know, I was a pretty skinny teenager, and all these guys are pretty burly and everything. Yeah. And they they knew how to build a stage. Oh, a rector <laughs> set on yeah. steroids. Yeah. yeah. And they're, I think they're all doing speed and everything. We, we had to stay up for like two days. And so they're all, you know, eyes are this wide, and they're just <laughs> they get walking it around, climbing and everything. <laughs> yeah, not their first rodeo, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I would take... I would take off and I'd say, I need a break. I can't stay up because I wasn't doing anything um, to keep me awake. So I would go out in the center field. and At Met Stadium. At Met Stadium. I had a couple blankets. I'd put one on the (laughs) outfield and lay out. Pitcher's mound, yeah. (laughs) And sleep for four or five hours and get up and um, go back. And what they did because they knew I was kind of an idiot in that capacity. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Shapiro goes, you're going to be our go- gopher. Um, when we need gas for uh, forklift or something like that, you're going to go get it. Otherwise, stay away from the stage. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get killed. Yeah. yeah, and so I did. You know, they had a yeah. pickup truck for me, and I'd go get gas, go get sandwiches or whatever. And then the day of the show... Dick goes, hey, you did a pretty nice job. He goes, why don't you go home, clean up, get some rest, and come back at 6 o'clock, and you'll be my guest for the show. And so I went backstage at 6 o'clock, like I was told to. I walked in, and I don't know, there's all these people, and there's a grill going. I didn't know who was who, and I just kind of felt like an idiot and just stood there looking around. Finally, someone comes up and says, (laughs) Hey, we're we're just having dinner. Why don't you join us? And he shakes hands. I go, I'm Gordy Jones. He goes, I'm Mike Love. <laughs> <laughs> so I sat down and had dinner with the Beach Boys, and there was a Wilson there, and uh, it was pretty cool. Oh, Brian Wilson. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so that was a fun, fun show. Another fun show was. Uh, <laughs> this is what after I moved to California. Uh, my roommate out there was in upper management for the Miller Distributing Company for beer. And it was like Friday night. He goes, hey, what are you doing all weekend? I said, I don't know. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> drinking beer. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you seem to find a lot of free beer, Gordy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he said, we're sponsoring a big concert out in San Bernardino. You want to come with me? I go, sure. And so... We drive there, and it's called the Us Festival. Oh, the Us Festival. Yeah. Wow, there's a blast from the past. And Steve Wozniak, uh, Apple founder, he always said, if I ever made it big, I will uh, have a big party for all my friends. Well, it was getting so costly that he said, I got to sell some tickets to offset this. He still lost $12 bucks on the deal. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways... Let me tell you who we had just the first night. Uh, Us Festival and Steve Wozniak. And what year was this, Gordy? 1982. 82, okay. Gang of Four, Oingo Boingo. Oingo Boingo. Ramones, Talking Heads, The Police, B-52s. And then uh, the next day, Dave Edmonds, Eddie Money, Pat Benatar, Santana, The Cars, The Kinks, Tom Petty. And uh, the next day was Jimmy Buffett and Fleetwood Mac, Grateful Dead, Jerry Jeff Walker, and Jackson Brown. 
And uh, <laughs> so anyways, I had an all-access pass, and I could just wander around. They called it <laughs> Woz's World for Wozniak, yeah. and it was his area. Everything was comp, and they had great food and barbecue and drinks and cocktails. You could just walk up and get whatever you wanted. And so anyways, I'm... I went up to a bar to get a beverage. <laughs> a beer. I, I can't believe it. And they seemed really nice, and I look at them, and I ended up being uh, Stevie Nicks and Tom Petty. And right after, I had a drink with them, and right after, they ran up on the stage, and st- they did uh, stop dragging my heart around. And so that was pretty cool. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Wow, back in 82. Yeah. They were just, we were all young then. Yeah. They, well, everything I hear, Petty was a good guy. He was. He was cool. Um, I had hair back then, and I just kind of fit right in. And <laughs> <laughs> nobody knew what I did for sure. They all, just, you just back to an all-access pass. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to be nice to everybody, which is kind of your moniker. You've yeah, always, yeah. So you've always been that way. Wow. Uh, That's some heavy hitters you guys have been hanging around well, with. Well, you know, back in the day, though, did you ever do the ones at Midway Stadium over by um, by Dunwoody? What's oh, the, yeah. the stadium right across? Parade. Parade. Yeah, Parade Stadium. Yeah. yeah, I remember we did, I think Dick did Fleetwood Mac. And, yeah. You know, Parade Stadium? It was always like three yeah. big bands. Yeah. Wow. And they'd go for six, seven hours, you know, something like that, because they had the breaks in between. and. Those were the days where, you know, the Marshall amps and, like Gordy was saying, the erector sets for the lights. You know, everything was, there was no digital. Yeah. It was all by hand and, yeah. you know. And no big screens. No, no, none of that. And Dick seemed to uh, promote, he'd book a lot of the same bands over yeah. and over. Like Hall and Oates. Yep. Um, you know, he gave me free tickets to anything I wanted if I wasn't going to work it. I was sitting in the front row for Hall and Oates. He'd come running out and he says, Gordy, I need your help. I go, What? He says, I'm supposed to supply a t shirt salesman. <laughs> I go, Really? So I don't want to see the show? He goes, Oh, after the show gets started and stuff, you can go back to your. No, not even back to your seat. I'll take you backstage. You can meet everybody. And so. <laughs> uh, I did that for like two, three Hall and Oat shows and uh, some others. Um, I did a Moody Blues show too. That was really cool. Oh, that was yeah. at Northrop. Yeah, I was there. Oh, I bet that was fantastic yeah, with, yeah. with all of the instruments they got going. Mm-hmm. So, do you have any of your Hall and Oats t shirts to this day? or? Sold them all. <laughs> <laughs> I outgrew mine. <laughs> I had to give them away. <laughs> so, back to Met Stadium though. Yeah, and they weren't 40 bucks then either. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, four bucks. That. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> so after the concert at Met Stadium, um, well, while it was going on, a limo pulls up, slams on the brakes, and a guy jumps out and he goes, Hey, kid, can you help me get some of this stuff out of my trunk? I'm late. I go, Sure. And he goes, <laughs> Boss Gag's here. <laughs> oh, hey. He goes, for, then when I got done, he goes, thanks for helping me. Oh, let's have a beer together after the show. <laughs> so then after the show, I was sitting down drinking. I, I remember he loved Heineken. Beer. <laughs> beer musician. <laughs> Boss Gags was a Heineken guy. Yeah. Yep. I told Brianne, I said, I saw him at the zoo. Uh, we all knew, and I had never, I hadn't seen him, and I loved going to the zoo shows. Oh yeah, they're so good. So Boz was out there, and we thought, "Well, we'll go see him." And it, it was one of the better shows I've ever seen. He just 
he just controlled the whole crowd and boy yeah. he, seemed, he he seemed to be now I'm up in the stands so I didn't I wasn't down having a Heineken with him but <laughs> he sure seemed like a pretty good guy oh he was great <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't have drunk with him. Yeah, yeah. You would have laughed. Yeah, I'm not sure you've met somebody you didn't like. <laughs> yeah, or drank with. Yeah, or drank with. Yeah, more importantly, or, or drank beer with. From Kathy Lee Gifford to Boss Gag, we had a beer with them all. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a great podcast. Yeah, yeah who, who I've drinking with over the years. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're talking with Gordian Guy here on the show, Brianna, Dave, on my first concert. And uh, uh, take a little break. I'll come back because we've got a few more stories for you we want to share. You know, most people agree that we need to lower our carbon footprint. But we also have to provide reliable and affordable energy right now. We all know that. So we need a diverse energy mix that's going to provide the reliability and affordability, which is extremely important during Minnesota's four distinct seasons, which we're experiencing this year for sure. Uh, fortunately, a clean energy solution for tomorrow is actually available today. And it's ready to work alongside other energy sources. That's propane. It's propane.com. Look it up. Now, propane produces 43% fewer, 43% fewer emissions than electricity generated from the U.S. grid. How about that? Propane is energy stored on site and independent from the vulnerabilities of the grid. And propane's benefits don't end there. Major advances are being made today for renewable propane that is compatible with traditional propane and requires no additional infrastructure investments. Minnesota needs to use all our low-carbon alternatives, including propane, to safely provide energy, reliability, resiliency, and affordability. Propane, the right energy right now. I'd find out more about what propane can do for you at propane.com. Great conversation here today on my first concert with Guy McDonald. He worked for a concert promoter, promoted a lot of things himself, managed bands. Gordy Jones, who worked for concert promoters, is a longtime employee to Pioneer Press, joining us here today. Uh, Guy, what have we left off from? And I'm guessing there's a lot of things we probably won't even get to. Well, yeah, uh, you know, it was just, I guess I have to say, Dave, that it was, you know, an exciting time. Yeah. Back in the 70s and 80s and the music thing with Gordy and all that. It was just so much, I guess, a looser thing. Um, and the tickets were so much more available. I remember telling my wife, if anybody ever goes over 100 bucks, that's it. I'm out. <laughs> you know, because we had gone to Target yeah. Center and saw the Eagles. And I remember saying that that's it. You know, that was a, that was a really spendy ticket at the time yeah, when everybody's it, going, holy smokes, yeah. but they sold it out. Yeah, they sold it out. I remember I, being there. Yeah, I, I just said, man, I, I we can't keep doing this, honey. We're going to be in the poorhouse, you yeah. know, either eat or concerts. <laughs> um, but, you know, I also like to see... You them. needed some free beer connections at yeah, least. Yeah, I didn't you. know Gordy yeah. back could, could get me all the beer in the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was fun to go to some yeah. of the smaller venues and see some good artists, too. I, I like... I had mentioned previously, Eric Burden was out at the Medina Ballroom in a not-too-distant past. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I went and saw a couple of his shows. Was he good? They, his first show was very good. The second show ran about three hours late, and I was a little bit upset yeah. you know, that he took all that time. Um, and then I remember I uh, went and saw Lou Reed at one oh, of the theaters boy. downtown, Orpheum Estate, uh, Iggy Pop and the Stooges. You know, I saw them three or four times. Uh, and they were even at... Uh, What's the one on Mr. Nibs used to be? What was that? Did they call that Duffy's? Duffy's. Yeah, at twenty six and twenty six, they used to do shows there, and so it was fun to see those groups in smaller venues. Did you find yourself as a concert promoter still? You were able to be a fan on your days off. I always. Yeah. Always. Always. You it didn't, never me. got burned out by it. Nope. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh, and oh, I got a funny story. So now I'm all grown up. You know, we've got a house, put the record player away. You know, when we were in college and high school, you had seven speakers and yeah. preamps and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, and you had gone. bricks and a board for furniture yeah. and boards. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Them but a great stereo. <laughs> yeah. And I had like 600 <laughs> albums in these plastic containers. Oh, my. You know, 300 and 300. And I said to my wife, I- I'm having a meltdown. We've got too much shit in our house. I'm getting rid of the albums. I'm not going to play them anymore. Yeah. All right. So I brought them to the place on 55. The head shop. Um, I can't remember uh, the name of it. Down in the Valley? Yeah. Down in the down Valley. In the valley yeah. yeah. And I said, I've got a bunch of records I want to sell. And he says, all right, bring them in. And I brought them in. And it was like this weighed 80, <laughs> 90 pounds. And he said, I can't tell you right now. Come back tomorrow. And I said, all right. Came back tomorrow. And he said, I'll give you 360 bucks. I said, done. He gave me a voucher. I went and got it. I said, I'll be back tomorrow with the other half. <laughs> Same deal. 360 bucks. Fine. Gave me the voucher. Came back. Um... And so I, you know, yeah. I, I got some walk around. Yeah. So my wife goes, well, I want to sell mine too. And it was like Bobby Goldsboro, you know, <laughs> all these bubble gummy bands. And I'm looking through and I'm going, shit, honey, I don't, you know, I'm not feeling good about this. I said, well, see what you can do, you know. And so, so I said, all right, I'll go in tomorrow. So that night she's washing them all. And I'm going, they don't care if they're washed or not. She said, well, well I'll get more money. And I, so I brought them in. And he kind of looked at them, looked at me. I said, you know these aren't mine. And he goes, all right, Derek, come back tomorrow. I said, all right, I'll see you tomorrow. Go back tomorrow. He grabs a box, puts it up on the counter. Nah. <laughs> nah. Not going to work. Oh. <laughs> I brought him home, and she was just like, wow. <laughs> Nobody likes that stuff? And I said, except for you, honey. Except for you. Yeah. I sold my albums, too. Yeah. I just, they took up too much space. I, got- I did look for that. Um, Van Halen one, and I could not find it. Yeah, I, got, I don't know, of, but, I, you know, when you had the uh, red, and it was red yeah, and blue, red right? Or, yeah, either red or green. Red or green. Because yeah. Todd Rundgren, I remember, came out, and he had, the first time I saw that, he had, uh, I think it was a something, anything, it was a double album, if I remember yeah. right, yep. and one was red and one was green. Yeah. and it, But not all of them were. No, just a few, yeah. Yeah, and I think Madonna yeah. did some of that stuff, and and, and uh, but being in, in the radio business at the time, and I'd get we get those promotional copies with the hole up in the middle, yes, you know, like yeah, you yeah. can't sell this. Yeah, and promotional copy, not for sale. Yeah. Stamped on a go- in right gold there. letters, yeah. But sometimes uh, those would be unique, one of a kind. See, they're things. the easiest ones to sell. Yeah, <laughs> but I, yeah, I don't. Uh, I guess I've never sold any. I did. Um, well, I started getting those albums too because I went from. Be- well, I was always a fan. I started reviewing for the St. Paul Dispatch, the evening newspaper. Album? You reviewed albums. Albums. And I con- didn't know that. And concerts. Oh, Where do you remember? <laughs> Success may turn rags to riches. Yeah. <laughs> There's a band called Rags, and I wrote my own headline for this. They allowed me to. And Success may turn rags to riches. <laughs> <laughs> I was booking them at the time. <laughs> guys, yeah. hey, Gordy, you got to come check these guys yeah. out. Or whatever. That's how I moved to California. I didn't know what I was going to do. Just quit my job and was going to pack up and run into rags after I'd written that story on him about, it was right before New Year's. And I go, hey, how are you guys doing? They said, oh, we're going on our first national tour. We're going out west to California. Do you want to travel with us and do a story? Sure. And so, <laughs> what? Got any beer? <laughs> hopped into their bus and 
That's how I moved to California. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I got to, got to California, walked into the local newspaper. Uh, I'm Gordy Jones. I was working for uh, Knight Ritter newspaper in St. Paul, Minnesota. Oh, we do have an opening. And uh, got a promotion and a company car within wow. three months. And Cool. Yeah. Life has been good. Now, of course, you've had a, a lifelong relationship with Dave and Steve Winfield. Oh, yeah, they're and, great friends. And you went, you spent time in California with David, didn't you, for a while? Yeah. He was out with the Padres? Yes, he was with the Padres, but here's what happened. I was traveling with that band, and I was off to do... We were in Kansas City. They had the night off, and I was off to do a... Um, I was off to interview Timothy Leary. <laughs> Oh, I met. T- I talked. Really? To t- yeah, I interviewed Timothy Leary. Yeah. Wow. He was bleeding at the time when I talked. <laughs> Not making it up. And so, anyways, I did the interview, and it was crazy. He didn't know what he was talking about. So I'm walking back to the hotel. Or we and- didn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. One or the other. Yeah. <laughs> I'm walking back to the hotel. I'm just looking around at the city, and I've only been gone from my house 24 hours. My parents were worried that. You know, things weren't going to work out because they didn't really have a game plan. And all of a sudden, I hear a voice from behind say, Hey, Gordy Jones. Turn around, it was Dave Winfield. And I go, Hey, David. He goes, What do you do in Kansas City? And I said, Oh, I'm going to move to California and get a job at a newspaper. Oh, yeah, everyone is. <laughs> I go, No, no, I think. It'll and you work knew out. each other growing oh, up. Oh, yeah, 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 from around town. And, uh, oh, in fact, we used to hit the clubs on 494 Strip back then. And so, yeah, I knew them. Oh, yeah, 494 Strip was the place for Uh, clubs, wasn't it? Yeah. So I heard. Fairly well. Yeah, Yeah. people told me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) In fact, I was at it, did an event with Ted Brown, former. Oh, Teddy Brown, yeah. Yeah. Just last week. No kidding. Yeah. He's a good golfer. And he remembered, I said, remember we used to go that Hyatt back in the 70s? He goes, yeah, those were the days. He goes, you were with Winfield. I go, yeah. So, yeah, Teddy Brown remembered me. But anyways. uh, His son played in the NHL. (laughs) Yep. And so David said to me in Kansas City, "Uh, what are your plans for tonight? I go, just going back to the hotel. He goes, want to have dinner? I go, sure. He goes, meet me at the Hyatt. I think it was the Hyatt. Hyatt Regency. Here's the address. He writes it down. Where's this at now? Kansas City. Okay, in Kansas City. He says, uh, be there at 6 p.m. So I walk in, and he comes and grabs me and takes me to a table, and I'm seated with Hank Aaron, oh, Willie Mays, oh and my. Dave wow. Winfield. Oh. Were they all drinking beer? <laughs> <laughs> Everything was free at the end. <laughs> uh, wow. So anyways, you know, I hadn't been gone 24 hours. and You're hanging out with yeah. Aaron, Mays, and Winfield. Mm-hmm. I had to run over to a pay phone and call my dad. Oh, what's wrong? What's wrong? <laughs> I go, Nothing. I'm having dinner with Willie Mays and Hank Aaron <laughs> and Dave Winfield. He goes, no way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I had an iPhone, I'd take pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was the 80s. Yeah. yeah. And so we'll anyways, TikTok in this. <laughs> yeah. Dave said, uh, after the evening, we had a great night. He said, hey, um, if you're when you get to California, if you get settled, everything works out. Here's my phone number and my address. I'm starting a foundation for kids. I'd like for you to do photography. And yeah. I said, Okay. And so I did. I became his photographer for a little while and got to travel around and see some of the ballparks out that way. And 
um, met a lot of people, and it was great. And then when I came back, I started working for the Twins part-time. And uh, I was out there six years, and the Pioneer Press hired me back because uh, he knew I knew how to schmooze. <laughs> <laughs> you do know how to schmooze. <laughs> do, do we have a minute left? Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell him a story about you and Mean Gene Okerlund calling me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know this one. Oh, Gene from wrestling fame. Me, yep. Gene Oberlin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was a great friend of mine. Um, <laughs> Again, beer, drink, <laughs> beer drinking buddies. Yeah. Oh man, he could put them down. Yeah. But anyways, you know my friend Les Jepson. Les was uh, played basketball at Iowa. Les was like a yeah. was a seven foot center. Yes. From Bow Bells, North Dakota. You got wow. it. Yeah, I know. I remember Les because I watched him play in the Big Ten. Yeah, and then he went to the NBA. You know. Yeah. And, uh, Did he play in Europe for a while? Yeah. Yeah. But he was with the Golden State Warriors a few years. Okay. Then he went to Europe. Then he came back, got his degree. I do a lot of work for him now on the side, um, promotional work. And Good you know, guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. He owns a lot. Of, but anyways, he bought uh, some condos down in Sarasota. I always did love Sarasota, so uh, I'd go That's down pretty. there every chance I could. You know, if I could do some work for him, go take a picture of a building or whatever. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And one of the guys who hung out at the local bar was Mean Gene, along with Marty Springstead. He was a supervisor. Oh, the Empire. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> me, Les, Mean Gene, uh, Springstead, uh, Another guy who was in the NHL. Um, we had like this crew and no regular people. No, there was one guy, <laughs> one guy from the CIA too. And, wow. Uh, we had this group. And was he there working a case with you guys, or was he actually? <laughs> <laughs> He's working a case. But, yeah. <laughs> he gave us twelve ounces. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we would, uh, you know, every Friday night we would meet at this one pub down there and yeah. just go have some fun and um, I knew that Mac here liked uh, wrestling so I go hey. old world wrestling oh Not yeah the, yeah, the, yeah. You know. and so I said mean Gene I've got to call my buddy will you leave a voicemail you go sure <laughs> I go well, if he answers just talk to him otherwise leave a voicemail I gave mean Gene the phone and yeah and I can't repeat what he said oh I can imagine like, yeah, you son of a yeah. <laughs> I see you again I'm gonna kick your butt you know, and I, I'm going I know that voice yeah <laughs> who is this you know hit it again and, and then I figured out it was mean Gene yeah Gene <laughs> so yeah he was great yeah he had a lake place up in Northern Minnesota by McGregor, if I remember right. Yeah, he would come back Big here Sandy or somewhere, yeah. May, and he'd stay here from May to uh, August. Oh, yeah, he was a wrestling icon. Yeah. You know, it looked so intimidated, too. And yeah. Six feet eight stood above him and looked down. Yeah. He'd have to hold that long, about 18-inch microphone, you know. <laughs> it was great. Oh, God. Well, I hate to let you guys go. We got so many stories, but uh, I know you have to run. I don't have to go anywhere. Uh, <laughs> Gordy <laughs> apparently's got some free beer somewhere. Yeah. He's got to be somewhere here in a few yeah. minutes. I know that. Yeah. To tell the Charlie Sheen story, right, real quick. Sure, Charlie Sheen, the actor. Yeah. You got to know him too, and yeah, I know that because I think you left. I think he left me a message on my phone one time. Probably. I, 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 so yeah, I'm almost yeah. That and, and you know, Charlie Sheen leave me a message. What's this all about, Gordy? Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, um, I was working for the Twins for a while, and uh, I had written a book called The Baseball Guy. 
children's baseball book. Still available. And Tori Hunter called me over and says, hey, Gordy, this is one of my buddies from L.A. Uh, will you give him a little tour of Target Field? Because uh, I got to get going. Tori was still playing at the time. And he goes, why don't you give him a book? Give him a couple. Give one to Charlie. And I didn't know who he was talking about. And, you know, yeah, I do have a couple with me. So I gave this guy, his name was Tony Todd, and he was in Little Big League. Mm-hmm. and uh, Which they filmed here in the Twin Cities. Yes. Yeah. And I had met him then. So was Steve Winfield. Remember, Steve was in that movie. So was I. I was an extra in the background. <laughs> <laughs> he was a guy drinking the beer. Well, why didn't I figure that out? <laughs> I'm going to have to watch it again. <laughs> and so anyways, the following day, I got a phone call. Well, first I missed a call, and the voicemail was something like, I'm looking for you. I'm going to track you down. And then there was another voicemail. I'm going to get your address. Come to your house. I go, what the hell is this? And then later that day, the phone rings, and it's an L.A. phone number. And I go, here's that phone, you know. I go, hello? Is this Gordy M.F. Jones? I go, what? And he goes, this this is Charlie M.F. Sheen. He goes, do you write the book Baseball Guy? And are you friend of Tori Hunter? I go, yes. He goes, you're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, I got to get a case of those books. I want to give them to all my friends and family down here. Uh, I said, okay. And so <laughs> you'd call me up and talk baseball about once a week. And then I think later that in fall, that was probably in spring, um, he called up and said, hey, I'm in town. You anywhere near this uh, Minneapolis Auditorium? And I happen to be right on the freeway there. And I go, sure. He goes, <laughs> go to gate uh, 54 or whatever it might be. And he goes, I'll have someone there for you and bring me some books. And I brought some books and walk in that gate. And there's a golf cart for me. And they took me to a green room. <laughs> and there's two beers and two tequilas. <laughs> <laughs> he knows you well. <laughs> and so we spent the day together. Do you know what, though? I think that's the last time he ever drank. He, when he flew home, he invited me to go home and have a barbecue at his house. And I said, man, I'm doing a photo job tomorrow. He goes, well, you have an open invitation. Come to my house. And he said... But, um, you know, for now, it's been fun. I said, yeah. And so that was a pretty cool day. Yeah, no fun, kidding. Fun story. Yeah, I tell you, you, you need to write, <laughs> you both should write a little bit of a, a book because you've got the stories that will go on and on. I really appreciate you both coming over today. Thanks for having well, me. Thank oh, you. Guy, great to see you. Gordy, great. always great to see you. We've been buddies for years. And it's, yeah. And uh, I still remember when baseball guy came out. Yeah, yeah. cool. In fact, we won't go into it now, but Brianne, that story ended up, or that book ended up at uh, Buckingham Palace. No way. Yes. Yeah. It, with, with an acknowledgement from one of the, who was it? The queen, not the queen. No, it was, uh, I don't know, Harry and his secretary or something. Yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I just, think that's cool. Yeah. Just another line of, in Gordy's line of a <laughs> Yeah. Guys yeah, he had beer with. One yeah. Somebody at Buckingham Palace. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. It wasn't it's that Actually in the Baseball Hall of Fame now. The book? Yeah. No kidding. I got a phone call about a couple months ago, and they asked for a copy. I said, I thought it was in there already. No, we don't have a copy. And so I sent one off to them, and 
Got a big certificate back. And, oh, wow. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you. This guy's a star. <laughs> he is a star. <laughs> great. Great to see you guys. Rubbing elbows over there, and I'll let you guys do that. Well, we say thanks to everybody that made uh, my first concert possible today. And here from the Aquarius Home Services studio, everybody at AquariusHomeServices.com, our good friends at StarBank. Go to StarBank.net. And, of course, I want to say thank you to the folks at Propane. Learn a lot more about what you can do for the environment going to by going to propane.com. Brianne, I'll see you next time. I'll see you next time. She's Brianne Burdett, Dave Lee here. Thanks for joining us on my first concert. Available again, and go ahead and subscribe. We're at Apple, Spotify, TalkNorth.com, wherever you get your podcasts. Don't you just love it when you can confidently say that someone has your back? Hi, Dave Lee here, and that's the feeling I have with UCARE. Anytime I call them up with a Medicare question, I know without a doubt that a real person will answer, and they will work through my issues no matter how long it takes, and they won't hang up until I completely understand what's going on. Their people and customer service are second to none, and it's why UCARE has people-powered health plans. Don't hesitate to reach out to UCARE for help. Learn more at UCARE.org Medicare. This paid endorsement brought to you by UCARE.